Welcome to Wisdom Today. My name is Bill Kelly, and I'll be your host. In this podcast, we will be exploring the book of Proverbs. Open in prayer. Father God, thank you for everyone listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray that you give them ears to hear and a heart to receive everything you have in store for them today. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. This is Proverb 27, beginning in verse 1. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. Let another man praise you, and not your own mouth, a stranger, and not your own lips. A stone is heavy, and sand is weighty, but a fool's wrath is heavier than both of them. Wrath is cruel, and anger a torrent, but who is able to stand before jealousy? Open rebuke is better than love carefully concealed. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. A satisfied soul loathes the honeycomb, but to a hungry soul every bitter thing is sweet. Like a bird that wanders from its nest is a man who wanders from his place. Ointment and perfume delight the heart, and the sweetness of a man's friend gives delight by hearty counsel. Do not forsake your own friend or your father's friend, nor go to your brother's house in the day of your calamity. Better is a neighbor nearby than a brother far away. My son, be wise and make my heart glad, that I may answer him who reproaches me. A prudent man foresees evil and hides himself. The simple pass on and are punished. Take the garment of him who is surety for a stranger, and hold it in pledge when he is surety for a seductress. He who blesses his friend with a loud voice, rising early in the morning, it will be counted a curse to him. A continual dripping on a very rainy day and a contentious woman are alike. Whoever restrains her restrains the wind, and grasps oil with his right hand. As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Whoever keeps the fig tree will eat its fruit. So he who waits on his master will be honored. As in water, Face reflects face, so a man's heart reveals the man. Hell and destruction are never full, so the eyes of man are never satisfied. The refining pot is for silver and the furnace for gold, and a man is valued by what others say of him. Though you grind a fool in a mortar with a pestle, along with crushed grain, yet his foolishness will not depart from him. Be diligent to know the state of your flocks, and attend to your herds, for riches are not forever, nor does a crown endure to all generations. 
when the hay is removed and the tender grass shows itself, and the herbs of the mountains are gathered in, the lambs will provide your clothing, and the goats the price of a field. You shall have enough goat's milk for your food, for the food of your household and the nourishment of your maidservants. Friends, we have been studying humility for about three weeks in the Old Testament, and I have gone over a number of people, very important people in the Bible, who demonstrated humility and show that their lives went well for them. Today I'm going to look at verse 17, as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Now, friends, I really like this verse, and what this verse is telling us is that we should have close friends that will hold us accountable. And I'm telling you, having these friends show humility. Because basically what you're doing is you are asking a friend to come in agreement with you. If you are having issues in your life, it might be something having to do with your marriage or your job. But you're, you're counting on this person to um, keep what you are telling him private, and you're basically bearing your soul when you do this to a close friend. You're saying, listen, I have issues in my life. I have things that are not going the way that I would like for them to go. And what I'd like for you to do is agree with me in prayer about these issues. So basically, it's humbling yourself and admitting that we really cannot do things on our own. Life can be very, very difficult if you try to make it on your own. Today I'm going to continue my study on the topic of humility, and we're going to look at a young man named Daniel. Now this Daniel lived about 2,500 years ago, and what had happened is he was a Jewish young man, and what had happened is he had been taken away captive along with thousands of other Jews, and they were brought to a foreign land. And so Daniel had a decision that he had to make. And he could have said, you know, I'm in a foreign land now. I better just do what they tell me to do. But he refused to do that. He knew the God of Israel, and he was going to continue to serve him. He wasn't going to bow down to foreign gods, and he made this decision as soon as he got into that country. He just said, I know who my God is, and I'm going to continue to serve him and do what he would have me to do. So what I'm going to do today is go over two or three really pretty famous scripture verses and talk a little bit about Daniel, and I'm going to show you that from the very beginning, when he went into this land, he humbled himself because he was going to follow his God 
regardless of what happened to him in this foreign country. Let's begin in chapter 1 of Daniel, beginning in verse 8. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now God had brought Daniel into the favor and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. And the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord the king, who has appointed your food and drink. For why should he see your faces looking worse than the young men who are your age? Then you would endanger my head before the king. In other words, he is fearing that if he does not do what the king has asked him to do, that there is a possibility that he might have his head taken off. That's pretty severe. So Daniel said to the steward whom the chief of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, Please test your servants for ten days and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let our appearance be examined before you, and the appearance of the young men who eat the portion of the king's delicacies, and as you see fit, so deal with your servants. So he consented with them in this matter, and tested them ten days. And at the end of ten days their features appeared better and fatter in flesh, than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacies. Thus the steward took away their portion of delicacies and the wine that they were to drink, and gave them vegetables. As for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams." Now at the end of the days, when the king had said that they should be brought in, the chief of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. Then the king interviewed them, and among them all none were found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah. Therefore they served before the king. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers who were in all his realm. Thus Daniel continued until the first year of King Cyrus. Now I'm going to talk a little bit here because if we use wisdom, the Bible tells us a lot of times that our gifts will make room for us. And Nebuchadnezzar, the king of this foreign land, remember, this is not even their land. He interviewed them and he said, wow, I don't have anybody in my kingdom that are this smart. And he also gave Daniel the ability to interpret dreams so basically, these four young people from Judah 
who had been taken captive and moved to this foreign land, were promoted, and they were high in the kingdom of Babylon. They had important government positions. But right after this, Nebuchadnezzar has a dream. And when he has a dream, he wants to have the dream interpreted. So he calls his magicians in, and they tell him that they, he, they cannot interpret the dream. And he said, a matter of fact, it's not fair that you ask us to interpret this dream. Nobody can interpret this dream. But they find out that Daniel can interpret the dream. So Daniel is brought in front of the king, and the king says, I want you to tell me the exact dream I had and what it means. So let's go to chapter 2 of Daniel, beginning in verse 36. He says, This is the dream. Now we will tell the interpretation of it before the king. You, O king, are a king of kings. For the God of heaven has given you a kingdom, power, strength, and glory. And wherever the children of men dwell, or the beasts of the field, and the birds of the heaven, he has given them into your hand, and has made you ruler over them all. You are the head of gold. But after you shall arise another kingdom inferior to yours, then another, a third kingdom of bronze, which shall rule over all the earth, and the fourth kingdom shall be as strong as iron, inasmuch as iron breaks in pieces and shatters everything and like iron that crushes. That kingdom will break in pieces and crush all the others. Whereas you saw the feet and toes, partly of potter's clay and partly of iron, the kingdom shall be divided. Yet the strength of the iron shall be in it, just as you saw the iron mixed with ceramic clay. So basically what Daniel is telling the king uh, is that his kingdom will be taken out of his hand. And so because of this and because of what he said to the king, the king promotes Daniel and his friends one more time. Now, Nebuchadnezzar, unfortunately, was full of himself and built a 90-foot statue. And after he finished, he said, everybody is going to bow down to this statue. And anyone that does not bow down is going to be thrown into a fiery furnace. So, the king was told that Daniel's three friends, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, were not bowing down to this image. So Nebuchadnezzar has Daniel's three friends brought in before him. And let's look at chapter 3, beginning in verse 14. Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying to them, Is it true? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the gold image which I have set up? 
Now, if you are ready, at the time you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, and psaltery, in symphony with all kinds of music, and you fall down and worship the image which I have made good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, let it be known to you, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Nebuchadnezzar is furious. So he orders that the regular fire be heated up to seven times its normal heat. And it got so hot that the people around it fueling the fire would act- were actually burned and they were killed. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, bound into the midst of the burning fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished, and he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, Did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? They answered and said to the king, True, O king. Look, he answered, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt, And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. And he was the Son of God. This is a representation of Jesus in the Old Testament, walking in the fiery furnace with Daniel's three friends. Friends, I'm going to close for today, and we will pick up this story on Wednesday. My call to action today is... Read this chapter again. Read the first three chapters of Daniel, if you would. And I believe that Daniel is a man of humility. He refused to back down to the king. He refused to worship this golden idol that he had done. And since he had favor, especially after this, after this, When Nebuchadnezzar saw that the four people were not hurt in the fire, they were not consumed. A matter of fact, the Bible tells us that they did not even smell of fire. That impressed Nebuchadnezzar to no end. And once again, he promoted all four of these individuals. Friends, I will never end a podcast without giving anyone an opportunity to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. If there is anyone listening today and you've never taken that step, I invite you to say a simple prayer after me today. Jesus, thank you that you were willing to come to earth and die on a cross 
so that all of my sins would be forgiven. You took my place on that cross. I deserve to die, and yet you came to earth in my place and took all of my sins and all of the sins of all of mankind upon you. Jesus, thank you. I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe you died on a cross and that you rose from the dead, and you now sit at the right hand of God the Father. Jesus, I invite you to come into my heart. I ask that you lead me and guide me from this point forward. I make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, if any of you repeated that prayer, please reach out to me on my Facebook page, Bill Kelly, K-E-L-L-E-Y, And if you have any specific questions about anything you heard on today's podcast, please get with me on Messenger. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, tomorrow is Testimony Day. I invite you to join me and a special guest to hear more words of wisdom. Until then, have a great day. God loves you.